Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hey everybody, welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thanks for listening. My guest today is Amber Tozer. Before we get to Amber, I have a few announcements. Our website is TravelTalesPodcast.com, and there you'll see articles that I've written, articles that some of the guests have written. You can see links to their social media. You can see links to our social media. You can see photos of them. And when I say links to our social media, I mean, of course... Instagram, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram. Twitter, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. There's links to our Facebook page, which is Travel Tales Podcast. And there are links to iTunes or Apple Podcast and Stitcher Radio, where you can subscribe to this show for free. And I ask, as always, if you can, please give us a good rating on those platforms because that boosts our presence there, which helps more people find the show. And that's a cool thing to do. So if you could do that, I would appreciate it. If you want to write me, it's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. All right, Amber Tozer. Amber was on the show back in 2016, in May of 2016. And soon after that interview, her life changed dramatically. She had just finished her book called Sober Stick Figure and was out promoting it. And she was in London promoting it. And long story short, she ended up marrying the guy that interviewed her that day in London. It all happened very quickly, and she is now living in England. And we talk about living in England, life as an expat, the trials and tribulations of being a stranger in a strange land, and the adjustments she's had to make, all that kind of stuff. And we also talk about some of her recent trips to Sri Lanka, South Africa, Vietnam. We get into it. I was lucky to catch her when she was back in town visiting, and it was great to reconnect. So please enjoy my conversation with the lovely, charming, funny Amber Tozer. Amber Tozer, you are here for how long? I am here for a few weeks, and then I'm off to Colorado to see my family. Okay, so now you're living in London or around London? I was in London. I moved to London, or England, almost three years ago, and I was in London for a year. And um, now we are in Kent, which in Tunbridge Wells, which is about 25 miles south of London. You were here in May of 2016 was when your last, your, your only other episode came out. Yep. And you were not married. No. So fill people in on what the hell happened in this three years. It's been a whirlwind three years. Your life has completely changed. Oh my God. I, I think can't your book had just it. come out. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. It was on your show yeah. promoting my book. But um, I, while I was in England, on this little book tour, I met a guy named Tim while, well, we met because I was on his radio show. He has a Sunday morning radio show at uh, BBC. Ooh, so, I, so I was on his show, like just, he just was interviewing me. And um, then we texted a few times and then I married him and moved over there. <laughs> That's pretty much <laughs> what happened. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's okay. So in the time you did the, the radio show, how quick till you moved out here? I don't know. We, well, we met in July in England. He came over in August to hang out. Our first date ended up being a six-day road trip <laughs> you, from got Portland to Yosemite, and you know we did oh, the, did coast. the whole West and Coast. Y- uh, yeah, okay. Yosemite. We did the redwoods, and uh, it's like a movie. This is all romantic. Oh god! And he proposed during that trip. It was crazy. He pro- on the, his first trip here. You'd known each other two months. Yeah, on WhatsApp, just texting. <sighs> wow. And phone calls, and then, then he was like, "Well, I want to, you know, do this road trip in um, in America. I want to go to Portland and drive." down the west coast and i and he's like well you should meet me i said okay i'll meet you in portland and if it doesn't work out if there's no chemistry there's no spark like no pressure i'm just 
I'm just going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you and then I'll leave. But we met in Portland and it was awesome. Like it was just like, oh, this guy's this guy's cool. I'm going to hang out for at least a few days. And then you know, I don't know what happened, but like on the second night he proposed to me. Second night. In a Holiday Inn Express near uh was what town was Holiday it? Like Eureka, Express. California. It's just perfect. <laughs> He couldn't do it at Yosemite under the big, beautiful, like, but no, in the Holiday Inn Express. Was it I, at the breakfast buffet or no, by but, the uh, chain link fenced in pool? Or was it, <laughs> what other romantic no, Holiday like, Inn Express? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it, I think it was that night. I don't remember what time of day it was, but... But I thought he was kidding. You don't remember? It was a little kind of a big moment. I don't remember if the sun was up. Like, I don't remember. (laughs) But I thought he was kidding. He was like, marry me. And I was like, okay. And it sort of, we just, we just sort of kept joking about it. Anyway, turns out we were both serious about it. And so I went back and forth in the fall of 2016 and officially moved over there in um, 2017, like February 2017. But I got deported. I missed my wedding. Like, it was a nightmare. Okay, now explain <laughs> that. Don't just gloss over that. You got deported from... So much stuff has so, happened. So, okay, so... Because I have a friend who married a Brit as well, this woman I worked with on the ship, and she couldn't go over there for... Even though they got married... There's some kind of visa issue. It took months for her, like six months of waiting yeah. or something to get over there. What happened to you? How does this work? Well, while I was there in the fall, we went to a registry office and this guy, Richard, was helping us sort of with the process and they have to check your background through home office. And he's like, we do a background check on you and if... You're all clear. If you're not a terrorist, you can get married. And, and I they look over your old tweets. Yeah, I, I hope not. <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I say back then it was so right, innocent. Was so Twitter innocent, was so innocent. Yeah. Um, She's sober. We can't let her into the UK. <laughs> so I'm like, do, we, do I have to get a visa or anything? You know, I did. I did a little bit of research. She's like, no, no. If you're both here, you can you can just get married. I guess sort of like Vegas. Like if a Brit comes over here, you can go to Vegas and legally get married. So we're like, okay. So they do this check on me through the home office and I get the all clear. But I come back here to the States and to tie up a few things. This is like end of January. We plan on getting married on Valentine's Day. Very sweet, small little wedding in Timber Dwells in Kent. and Holiday Inn Express. Yeah. (laughs) Holiday and Express style. Uh, um, but when I go back, uh, it's like January 29th for my, just to, to go there and we're going to get married two, in two weeks time. They stop me at the border and they're like, why do you keep coming here? And my stomach, I was like, something's wrong. I could tell. I could tell I was in trouble. You know, you're at border control. You're in Heathrow. At Heathrow, sure. which is a nightmare a airport. It's such a nightmare there. <laughs> and turns out, I mean, this is a long story. I don't want to take up. It's it's sort of logistic. It's more logistical than it is funny. But I, they pulled me aside, detained me, and said, we know that you're coming here to get married because basically home office is border control. Yeah. And they said, and you don't have the proper visa, so you're on. Can, you're a tourist, but your intention here isn't a tourist. So we have to send you back. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, you can't... Get married? You can't get married. You can't come back to the UK until you get the proper visa. And they put you... like At Heathrow, there's this like little seating area that looks like the lobby of a prison. I've been to prison before and it's exactly like the <laughs> lobby of a prison. You have the sitting area where there's TVs. Yeah. And maybe, it's, your, <laughs> maybe your prison record didn't help your visa chance. <laughs> it happened when I was 18. I think it's, I think it's gone. Uh, but so they're like, you can't, you got to go back to America, sort out your paperwork, and then you could come back. And my family was flying over. So they let me stay for two nights. And in that time, we got a lawyer and started the the process. But I still, I had to, I had to come back to America. So my family's in the UK. Your family still went? Yeah, of course. Well, Well, everything was paid for, like... 
they bought their tickets, oh. non-refundable, stuff like that. But my mom, she's over there. And I, I'm stuck back in LA. And I had rented my apartment out. And so I was like couch surfing and on staying your, in a hotel. Couch hotels. surfing on your own uh, apartment. Yeah, I was couch surfing in my couch. own my own couch. So was your like your husband like showing your family around? Is yes, it was such an. I felt so bad for him. He had just started this <laughs> really big job, and my family's over there like. Argh. And they're from Colorado. Uh, yeah. Had they ever been to? No, the, it was their oh. first. It was just my parents, my mom and my stepdad. But my mom, I wanted to kill her. She kept posting pictures on Facebook with her and Tim being like having a great time in England and I was like at least mention that you feel a a little sorry for you at least anything (laughs) love you Amber oh it's so bad so but we paid it was so expensive but I ended up expediting everything and I made it back in time to get married the night before my parents left so we got instead of getting married February 14th we got married on like 10 days later, oh, 24th. So it worked out. Anyway. So for any advice for people who are thinking of doing what you're doing, what can you tell them? What are don't the, what don't the listen to like? Richard. Okay. At the, uh, no, just do the research and make sure that you, because I could have gotten married there if I was there, but don't, you, you can't go back and forth without the proper visa. So if you're leaving and coming back in, make sure you're. What if you gotten married on your first time over there on a tourist visa? What happens then? I think it would have been okay, but I eventually would have had to gone through the process yeah. to like work and live there. And, you know, if I would have gotten married on a tourist visa and then like overstayed my tourist visa, because I think it's six months, then I'd right. be in trouble. So I'm sort of happy that it happened that way, <laughs> even though it was expensive. So now you're in Kent. How far from London is that? It's about 20, 25 miles south, about an hour train ride. South, okay. Yeah, so southeast. Is it like near Brighton? It's, it's about 30 miles east of Brighton. Okay. But it's like a, it takes like an hour to drive there. Right. I love Brighton. Do you ever see uh, April Richardson? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we've sure. hung out a few times. A couple of expats, married yeah. some Brits. Yeah, we, oh my God, we have so much to talk about. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> when we get together. Annoying everybody in the restaurant. Yeah, really sure. loud. The, uh, so as an expat, now, I mean, can you just work anywhere if you're, you're not a citizen? Do you have like a, a green card equivalent? Yeah, I have a resident permit. And okay. so, yeah, I can work and I can get surgeries and stuff. Have you found work? No. I do like freelance, some freelance work on this website called Upwork. And I'm back trying to sell shows and stuff. But I got to tell you, like the first... Year I was there, well, on a fiancé visa, you can't work. So for like first six, eight months, I couldn't work. But but once I got the proper resident permit, and I um, I just was like, I don't know what to do. Do you know what I mean? I'm that like, was my big fear. I I, like, but it's hard enough to find work here. It is, what yeah. I do, and then to go and you there. know so many people. And yeah, I don't want to be that guy. You, you come home, and I'm sitting around the house and can't. Yeah, well, it's not going to be good for either of us. That was me. That was, it was horrible. It was absolutely. It's like, then we just, I've been in that situation here with someone, you know, that I was living with and that's hard enough, you know. Wait, they moved here? No, I lived together with somebody. Oh, yeah. But if somebody's out of work, you can see where unemployment leads to, like, number one thing that leads to divorce or people splitting up because it's stressful. Yeah. And then it leads to money issues and. Yeah. You know, the other person thinks, oh, are you are you really looking hard for work? You know, then right. now you're into the whole, I don't know, maybe I'm projecting no. here, but it's hard. No, it's it's it was like it's been a main issue. Tim's really cool and supportive of, you know, my quote unquote career. But I think what was hard was that I got really depressed. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? The, the constant sunshine over there doesn't uh, lead to that was my other thing. It it's like is, I lived in California so long. It's like I hadn't used to the sun. And oh, my it, God. It messes with your mood if you're not. I was depressing. I, w- I think I was in shock for the first year and a half. <laughs> the weather, the people, the lack of friends. And yeah. and I, I, I don't know. But you just think like, I just thought it would be an adventure. And I thought, oh, they speak English. It's yeah, not going to be that different. But English people are so... So, 
different. Okay, in what way? They, I mean, I have my own opinions, but I get along with them great. I'm, like, you, I'm an Anglophile. I've been there many, many times, and I've, you know, I, I have a thing for English women. You do? In my history. Well, apparently, because I've gone out with, I know a number of them. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're lovely. Lovely. But I think just sometimes I feel when I'm talking to a Brit that I'm in the middle of a riddle. And I got to figure it out because they're not very direct. I think I think More they're really a lot of the, the aggression is passive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Passive aggressive and leading questions mm. like a lot of qu- there's a lot of question asking to get you to say stuff that maybe they want to hear instead <laughs> of like, I, I, I don't know. It's it's really it's bizarre, but I'm used to it now. At first, I, I wasn't connecting and making friends easily. Not that I was trying really hard, but um, in America, we're just, we're, we're nuts, you know. Yeah. We're, we are nutbags. We're absolutely crazy, I know. Well, it's but also, it's entertaining. Yeah, and it's also a very American thing to go up to a stranger in a, in a bar or something like that and go, hey, where are you from? Yeah. You know, just like, <laughs> people just don't do that. They just don't no, do that around it. the world. Like in yeah. Japan, no one talks to you. No, I mean, they just... Kind of stay in their own, you know, and I think most cultures, you just don't approach strangers that way and that, yeah. I think there's more of a formal introduction. Usually they wait for other people to introduce you or something. It's not like, yeah, so yeah, where are yeah. you from, fella? You know, that kind of thing. It's just, we just do that. I don't know. I know. And you, you just, you know, you're at... You can't be overbearing, you know, a lot of people don't want to be talked to. Right, right. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun though, but I've had such great conversations like at the in line at Ralph's. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my god, that person's so cool. Well, there's another thing that I think I might have an easier time over there than you on the fact that uh, I still drink. Yeah, and, and it's a heavy mm. drinking culture. And you being sober, that might affect. It's got to be harder for you, I would think, because you know people just hey, we'll go to the pub. Yeah, are you okay with hanging in the pub and not drinking or? Yeah, but I don't go to, like, my husband's not a big drinker, we're okay, older, well, so it's, it, it w- I think it would be difficult if I got sober there, and I was used to yeah. it, but since I've been sober a long time, and I, it's, it hasn't been an issue, because it's, it's not something, I just don't go to the right. pubs, yeah. But, but it's I harder bet you, to meet people as you get older, I anyway. know, well, I know. And, and if you don't have a workplace. I know. That's where most people meet their, meet people. It's tough for us, you know, uh, when you're freelancer. And- yeah, freelancer. I don't have very many, like, practical skills. Uh, That's the thing. I, to- I told my friends who lived there. Somebody just asked me. I was just there in October. We just, I just missed you in July. Oh, right, I just right. You. And uh, my friend asked me, hey, could you think you could move out here? I go, if I had a gig, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if I had a job lined up and it was, I had work, yeah, I'll go. I'll go again. You think it'd be an adventure. Yeah. And I'd love to try it, but uh, to go there and be out of work. Yeah. At uh, middle age. uh, Yeah. It's tough. It it is tough. It it was a rough transition, but it's much better now. What do you miss the most? Like the first thing you do when you come back? Besides Mexican food. Everybody says Mexican food. Yes, of course. Okay, I've right. had like 40 burritos since I've been back. The dollar store, Target. Um, driving? Driving on big roads. I, I'm driving over there. I got my UK driver's license. Nice. How would, how's it, the adjustment? Are you shifting with your left hand? Yes. Good for you. We just got a new car that's an automatic, but for, for like a year, we had a Mini Cooper and I was... Shifting with my left yeah, hand, driving the on roundabout. the right side. Yeah, <laughs> so many roundabouts. They're they're safer. At first, I was like, "What exit? Take the third exit." I'm like, "What?" You know, I you're like driving them. in a circle. So do I. They're safer. Yeah, they're so much safer. Yeah. What, how? What? Okay. Well, what is the process of getting a a driver's license? <clears throat> well, if if so, the first year my American license works. So if you if you're over there. So you didn't need to get like an international. No, but then all of a sudden I couldn't get car insurance because I uh, had been there for so long. So my American license was no longer valid because it's only good for a year. So then um, I took lessons. I, f- I feel like a baby over there. Like I couldn't like I can't I couldn't get a bank account right away. I couldn't drive. I'm like, Wah! you're an 18 year old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I took drive like 10 driving lessons, which I'm so glad I did just because st- the signs are different. The rules are different, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have to take a driving test like you did when you're 16. 
and you had to take, oh yeah, you had to take a written test and this thing called a hazard test. It's a bunch of tests, mm-hmm. uh, but I just did it. Passed it on the first try. Yes. Good for you. No, I didn't pass. I pa- Well, the driving test I passed on the first try. The written? The, you, no, I failed the written <laughs> on the first try because you, you have to take a written and a hazard. And if you fail one of them, you fail both of them. Oh. <clears throat> Which so, one did you fail? I think I failed. I think I failed both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling people to move to California when you get your California license out here. They actually study for the written. T- you think, oh, I've been driving my whole life. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, red light means stop. Got it. Right. And you're just going to breeze in there. But it's like actual questions you have to study for. It's just like people fail it all the time. Weird questions. Yes. They ask you like how thick the tread on your tire has to be right. in the or UK. Something like- about, I think I missed one question that was something like about a baby seat or something, uh, requirement or something. But just it's in the guide. Like- you know, the people tell you, actually read that guide because it's a helpful yeah, yeah, yeah. Guide for the test, and it's like you think I don't need to read this, and go, oh no, you need to read it. People fail it all the time in California. Yeah, so I was thinking it, in England, it's got to be even harder. I know. I skimmed it. They were like, because everyone told me, oh, I failed on the first try. I was like, right. eh. so I studied a little bit, but then the second time, I really studied. <laughs> Is insurance like crazy there? Is it like expensive? Everything's expensive. But. I think it's about the same. Petrol's petrol. Petrol by the liter. Petrol is more expensive. You know, it's cheaper over there. A lot cheaper. Groceries, toiletries, like well, we comparing things to LA prices, or I mean, when you compare it to you know rural Colorado prices, it's a little. Well, LA, of course, is is more expensive. expensive. Yeah. But even in Colorado, like I go home to Pueblo, Colorado, and I really pay attention to stuff in grocery stores and, and, you know, a box of cereal is six bucks. In in the UK, it's a pound 50, which is like, what, two two something. Like, holy moly. Do you, is it the size of things that you miss? Like when you say you miss Target, is it the, like, just the... Everything in one place yes. aspect of it and the wide aisles and the, just the... The bright lights and the big <laughs> ads and just like the obnoxiousness of it. Yeah. Like the, the consumer is like... Uh, not that I like that in general, but I think it is the convenience. Well, and it takes you back to your childhood. Thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So other than Mexican food, what, what's the other thing you eat? <sighs> what do I miss over here? I miss you, a good smoothie. I miss uh, ice and drinks. Oh, ice, yes. They don't put ice and drinks over there. You get maybe one cube. One you're, cube. <laughs> you're like, what's right. the problem? Is this a token? Just a, <laughs> and I had to learn when I bartended here, like uh, especially Europeans, but most foreign people, uh, they'll tell you, and in restaurants, uh, they'll say, they'll order a drink, but they'll say, very little ice, please, or no ice. Sometimes. Yeah. Because they don't, they think they're getting ripped off. Which, in a way, they're getting uh. less. They're getting less uh, coke or whatever. You know, they are. That you know? makes sense. Well, it depends uh, we're just on so if used like, to it. Yeah, that, you, you, but they could hear it's just like it's all ice. They look at their cup and it's almost three quarters filled with ice. They're I, like, I hardly got any soda. It, probably is. We're always looking yeah, for but, a way yeah. to so like we're rip just so people used to, off. Yeah, we're just abundant with ice. Ice <laughs> is a luxury, you know. It is water. <laughs> what do you like there that you wish America did more of? Um, free health care. <laughs> yeah. And it, well, it's not free. You know, we pay like you my pay husband pays. It, but yeah, loads of tax. But um, health care. You don't live in fear. Yeah, no guns. Yeah. Or getting sick. Yeah. And I got to say, as much as I, you know, I'm like slagging off English people for being a little passive aggressive or, you know, as opposed to as overly aggressive, overly like, like blunt, they yeah. they're really. I think the Brits are they're like socialists in a way that they're really willing to take care of. They'll take care of each other as opposed to to me first. Do you know what I mean? Like America, we're like we pride on the individual. Yes, and number one, and like yeah. I'm messed up, but I'm the best at being messed up, <laughs> and. Over there, it's. I think they 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 put each other first. Mm. Well, now, yeah, and now overly over the rest of Europe. So you're uh, there at a really weird time with Brexit happening. I so know. What's uh What's the latest? 
Well, I don't know. I get very confused. <laughs> I just know everybody is not with with Boris. Like they're they're trying, which is good because he time. he's. It's bizarre. It's such a I couldn't bizarre believe when time. I was there this summer, I was like, really? This guy now? I mean, I, have you learned the? nothing from us? I don't get it. Now you got it. your own orange-haired clown? I don't get it. I think it's like... fear. It's th- anti-immigrant fear. Yeah. Which is the same way to... That's how you rouse up the votes on... Did you time. watch... There's this documentary called The Great Hack on Netflix. And no. It, and I mean, just it talks about how like easily we're brainwashed, like how they use social media to sort of take they'll be like take this fun personality test and so they're gathering all this data on people and then picking the right people to brainwash and that's uh, why yeah that's why facebook is so viable even though it doesn't make that much money yeah it's a jag it's the world's largest database we've given them all our information willingly all the time who we hang out with where we go Who's uh, dying in our family? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a what big one. What we spend money on, where we, it's all there. Yeah. It's valuable. And we handed it over. Yeah. Just because we want attention. We want friends. <laughs> we don't want friends. We, we don't want, want friends, really. Yeah. We, <laughs> we want to show a highlight reel of our lives. Um, okay. So have you got a chance to, I envy people living in London or around it for the main reason is like you are basically an 11 hour plane ride from just about everywhere in the world mm. i mean you were kind of i mean i'm talking like africa you get to south africa you could get to asia you could get everywhere here it's you're in the center of it all yeah so i envy that because being in la is a pain in the ass when you want to travel around the world right other than the pacific rim and hawaii yeah yeah yeah. but everywhere else you know i'm cl- i'm as close to my family in florida if i was in london as i am here pretty I know. much I, I sort of stick up for Americans when they make fun of us for not traveling. I'm like, well, America's huge. Yeah. We're on a plane for six hours. We're still in America. And when you don't have any paid vacation time. Exactly. People don't. It's hard. It's, I it's, get it. Yeah. I yeah. get it. You have to really prioritize it and try to. Yeah. You Get have away. to like rearrange your whole life. If you want to travel a lot as an American, like over outside yeah. of America, overseas, you really have to, you either have to have a lot of money or it has to be sort of a lifestyle. Yeah. Like you, you, like you said, like, you make it, you know, you travel hack. I use miles and points and, yeah. and things and we freelance. And, but if, if I didn't have, I chose to make that a priority. Yeah. But if I didn't, I know a lot of people that want to go places, but it's just logistically, it's tough. If you got two weeks a year, what are you you going to do? I mean, if you have kids, forget it. I mean, we have a, yeah, we're going to take a big vacation. I go, great. How much time you have? Well, we have uh, six days. And it's like, well, shit, what are you going to? Yeah. (laughs) You're not going to go to Europe for six days and spend two of the days Jet lagged. Yeah. It's just, it's hard. Yeah, I know. But Australians have the same problem, (gasps) but they prioritize travel so, you know they'll take a gap year they they think nothing of they encourage their kids to take a backpack and go for six months or whatever and they leave yep and we just don't prioritize it here go to work mm-hmm. go to work so, go to work make money have you used that uh advantage over there have you gone like through europe it's like let's take a weekend go to amsterdam let's yes. take yes yeah, yeah you, we've taken the train to paris a couple times i still um, haven't done that Oh, it's tunnel. great. Yeah? It's great. It's I know, so I gotta smooth. Do it. It's so easy. It's like, you can't believe how easy it is. And then you're like, why don't I do this more? But <laughs> it is super close. Like, And it's not that expensive at all. You know, you could. there are flights for 75 pounds to Italy if you catch it oh, on yeah. the right Well, weekend. if you want to do the Ryanair, you know. The, well, or your, um, what is it? You go jet, for 25 jet, bucks and, you know. Jetstar? What's it called? EasyJet. E- EasyJet. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Italy, Greece. Paris. I took the train from Paris up to Switzerland over the summer. Yeah. It's it's insane. Where in Switzerland did you go? I went to see my friend Jen Kerwin. She lives in um, Fernie, oh, yeah. Fernie Voltaire, right near what is Geneva. She, doing there? she married a guy who's French Mauritian. So wow, they lived in Mauritius for Ooh. a while. I went to visit him out there. I talked to her. Mauritius That's is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Get her. I don't know if you could do it via Skype or whatever. I, I but can do Skype. Yeah. I try not to because it sounds like crap. But oh well. Do you, you know Jen Kerwin? 
Yeah. She did comedy in New York for a bit, but yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's from Philly, but yeah. It's been a long time. I yeah. lived in New York for briefly, but yeah. you said the name, I definitely... She's... Yeah, but now she's near uh, in Fernie Voltaire near uh, Geneva. So I went to go visit her. She Lovely. does she's she does stand up, and her husband works out there. And she does stand up in Switzerland. Yeah. Wow. She I think she produces a monthly show. <laughs> she loves it. So you're saying there's work. Yeah, there's. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Did you do it? No, because when I was there, the show wasn't happening. Okay. Have you? Well, have you been performing at all in England? No, I I don't really do stand up much anymore. Which I wish I did because I would make friends and sort of feel like part of a community. But I produce a storytelling show every once in a while called The Story Yellers, where you tell a story and at some point you have to start yelling. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How's it doing? It's okay. It's fun. It's I've, I, I've met people doing it, but I, it's not, cons- you know, I do it once in a while. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Okay. How do you? How are you spending your days now? Uh, can you pick up freelance work? Or, like, you say you're working for this website. Well, every, every tr- I try to get like freelance writing work, and then I'm um, trying to sell a couple shows. That's why I'm back over here. And there's really no place I could work in the town I live in, unless it's like at an insurance company or yeah. a coffee right shop. Right up your style. Yeah, just um, like I'm. F- <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I tell my husband I can't do it. Poor, poor Tim I torture him but um <laughs> so I I'm taking meetings and stuff in in London but if like it's difficult I feel like if I could if I lived in LA I could I have like my old I was a behaviorist and uh slash nanny for kids with special needs I could get work immediately if I needed to if I didn't get a writing yeah. job or sell a show if I needed to sort of well your life was here yeah my, I know everybody I could I could te- text like five people be like hey I need a job they'll be like I know. you know and over there I just I don't know anybody and my husband's industry is sort of more executive level type normal right. people stuff but I have a better attitude now and I'm <laughs> I just was depressed for a while. It's going to take a while to settle. Yeah. So I'm, hopefully I'll get a few projects off the ground. I think April and I are going to produce a show out there. Oh, fun. And maybe do a podcast together. So That'd be great. Yeah. You're going to produce a live show? Like do, like a, at a, or produce a TV show? A live show. Oh, Like fun. a storytelling or stand-up show. Oh, great. Yeah. She did that here too. Yeah. April's it. great and she's you know she's going through it she's like I don't know what to do man this is, that was my fear uh, that was my fear I think you just have to feel the burn and then yeah. you do I think you have to suffer for a bit unless you have a job ready for you that's the you. thing it would be much easier with a gig and my friend who was living there she's oh she loves it but again she came out with a gig yeah you know so it's yeah. just like she was making money yeah, and she met, met a, people, friends at work, and you know, so yeah, that's a e- hell of a lot easier. Just sitting around staring at the walls yeah. while it rains every day. Uh, that would kill me. So and it's uh, cold. I know. What are and you it gonna gets, do in the winter? It gets dark at four. So my friend in London who just moved back, she just who I was staying with in Chiswick. Uh, she'd lived there a long time. I think she was ready to leave, but uh, she's from Chicago originally. And even like the winters there, she goes. I can't get warm here because it's like something about because none of the homes are in they're so old they're not insulated and stuff so it's just like it's always like damp and cold yeah you know it's just like she's just like I can't warm up here somehow in like back in Chicago even though it was 10 times colder yeah you get inside and you're warm you know I don't know it's maybe the heating or that's why they drink so much tea hot yeah. tea I was like oh you have to drink hot tea or you'll die <laughs> yeah it's 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 weird when you come back are you like outside all the time you just went hiking today didn't you yeah I am I try to I I'm outside a lot and I go to the <laughs> beach a lot more because when I lived here I was like I'm not driving out to the beach it's too far because you know I'm in West Hollywood but West Hollywood now, and now, I'm like, I'm like it's well, only 45 we're here. minutes. We're going after this. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so what's next for you? Are you going to write another book, you think? Or? Um, maybe. You can plug your old one, by the way. Oh, 
Uh, sober so- stick figure. Sober stick figure. Is it still available? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um. It's still in a few bookstores, I think, but it's definitely on Amazon. Probably the easiest way to get it is Amazon. Yeah, I would like to. I would really love to sell an animated show. That would be an animated series. Um, it probably won't happen, but I'm trying. Well, it sounds to me like you have a husband with some BBC connections. Maybe, uh, have you pitched anything to them? No, I, mean, I haven't. I wonder if it's a different process. I mean, it's got to be, yeah, but they're go- like, also government run. So I don't yeah, know if you that's have a to different... be very... Hmm. Like, I might be too suicidal for them. <laughs> um. <laughs> or that would be perfect. One of a really yeah sincere like hit a nerve yeah show about depression. <laughs> um, now I I'm starting to ask and meet the right people, and hopefully I just have to take more action. Do you know? Like I feel like I've been feeling sorry for myself for a bit, and or just going through the burn of adjusting. Yeah, you know, I don't want to beat myself be up too much, but easy. Oh God, but I like coming here because there's there's so many opportunities, and I get momentum, and I get excited again, and then I'm like, and it, I'm really lucky to be able to go back and forth. What was your husband's take on America, and was it ever considered that you guys he would come here? <sighs> this is a big issue for us. <laughs> I think. I mean, he is working, so I mean, it's hard for, yeah, for him to leave. You know? Yeah. And he's like, I've moved a lot in my life and he's lived in the same place for pretty much forever. So his family's nearby and everything? Yeah, yeah. That's tough. So I'm always on, ready for the next move. So we, we're different in that way. But I, he would move here if one of us had a really good job. So yeah, we've talked about deal. it. And yeah, so I think one of us has to have... It, like a really good job and then I think it would make him feel more secure yeah. <laughs> he needs he needs security as I security told my friend there it's like so, one of us has to be happy yeah <laughs> one of us can't be like god damn this business it can't be the both of us I mean yeah. that's like two actors going out here just like oh god you know, one of us has to be working but you know I, I'm not against living somewhere else either, but it just it has again, to be like a few things have to be lined yeah, up the, yeah yeah it's tough so you went to uh, Malaysia, you said, or Sri Lanka? Yeah, we've been. Tim's a great travel. Like I'm, he's an. Adv- although he doesn't want to move anywhere else besides his hometown, he loves travel and he's well, great. That's traveling. good. Yeah, so we've been to Sri Lanka. We've been to South Africa. We've been to um, Southeast Asia. Even though I had been, I was like, you have to go. I, we, <laughs> he so had we, never been. No, no, he had uh, never been you to, took South- him to Thailand. Um, no, we just flew into Bangkok real quick. You know, Thailand's too, like, I'm not into it anymore, but Cambodia and Vietnam. Oh, So nice. we we did all that. He loved it. And I sort of planned the trip. I sort of like traveling just a tad rough. I don't, but just, and he likes yeah. a tour guide me, it gets, and a package. It gets less rough as you get older. No. <laughs> Trust me on this one. Well, I know. I can, I can rough it to a point, and then it's like, okay, I need a bed here. No, we, we'll stay in like <laughs> decent places, but there were a few times where it was sort of like a package deal and a tour, yeah. like in Sri Lanka, and where we were taken care of, and I didn't, I didn't, we had like a, a guy with us the whole time, and I didn't like, I was like, get... Who's get it? Get this. Who's this? Get it. Get him. Get it. He was sexist and. Oh no! What? <laughs> like a little bit. Like it was, you know, the. Yeah, but a lot of the world. Mr. Is. Tim, how are you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like just completely. Like I'm the wife. Yes. Um. Walk five feet behind. And I was like, I do not. I did not come here, to, to um like prove my worthiness to our tour guide. Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never been to Sri Lanka. So I've been to India. I mean, have you been to India? No. no. So I just, okay, so I was going to have you compare them. but No, I've never so been to India. How was Sri Lanka and how was the... Uh, Sri Lanka was okay, but it was... The political it, uh, aspect of it, no. Because they've been through some rough... Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we felt okay because we were just like, you were in this car in with group. this other man the whole time, like right. So I didn't. I that's why I don't like it because I didn't feel part of the look. You know, you can get so 
far removed. You don't really spend time with any locals or have any conversations with backpackers and stuff yeah. like that. I really enjoy that stuff. But Sri Lanka was great. We got we we went to tea country. Um, what's it? What's this called? Dakoya, and we went on a hike. And when we first got there, it was like this big house on the, the top of the mountain. And we're, we're like in the tea fields. And they warned us. They were like, be, be careful. Don't walk in the yard because there's leeches. And we're like, oh, okay. The next day, we totally forgot that they said that. And we went walking. And we had been so controlled and like looked after. We just wanted a day where everyone was like, just let us. We just wanted a f- right. free day. And so we're walking and we're like, let's, let's do whatever we want. Let's take a left right into this field and be adventurous. And like halfway through my husband, he was walking in front of me. He like looks at his arm and he's like, Jesus Christ. Oh shit. There's a leech on me. And I was like, oh, I forgot. There's leeches everywhere. I look down. There are leeches crawling in to my shoes, like oh. into the, fa- like they're tiny little leeches crawling into the fabric of my shoes all over my ankles. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> so we, I am, I had this umbrella. I am like smashing my own foot with this umbrella. We start, we run to a main road and we come across one of, one of the workers. We're like, leeches, we were covered in leeches. And he was like, run home. That's all he told us. Run home. Run home. <laughs> How do you get them off? There's like salt or something? You have to, or you have to well, match up to them or something? Or yeah, there, you, you have to like smoke them out. But we ran, we were probably like a half a mile away from the place we were staying in. And we just, we ran with leeches on us and we got there. <sighs> And the, the guy greeted us at the door. We're like, we're covered in leeches. And he was like, oh, no. We, like, took, we stripped off all of our clothes. And um, they were mostly in our shoes and our, right. in our pants and stuff. But then Tim and I like, went, in, went into our room and inspected each other. I was like, will you look at my butt crack? It was very sexy. Uh, will I? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So how long were you there? A week or in Sri Lanka total we were there I think for like two and a half weeks how was the food great good the food was great you didn't get sick we did get sick you did Uh, we got food poisoning um, two days before we left so it is like India (laughs) did you get were were you in transit or were you able to deal with it no thank god in a hotel room I could stay in the hotel the next day and just lay in bed and recover longest night of my like, what what was it? What do you think? There's no way to tell. I was in a group of like 12 and, and 10 of us got sick over the, a two-week period, but all at different times. So I was being really careful. It could have been like a combination of it was after a week of eating or could be a drop of water on the plate. Yeah. You don't know. You don't yeah. And I was really careful. But We no. think it was from a cookie that the tour guide gave us from one of like a street vendor we stopped and it was like in the middle of nowhere and it was sort of this it was just this big giant pastry type cookie thing and um tim and i both had a couple of bites and then like that night both you know when you're just we were just like taking turns to the toilet but it was cool (laughs) this hotel we were staying at the bathroom was outside on a patio so it was like the bathroom could not have been like a better setup Right, because it was outside in a separate room, like at like, we were in, right, like on the beach type of thing. But it was, oh. Well, now you're officially a couple. Now you you've bonded. Yeah, yeah. Once you've had, okay, yeah, stomach issues in the, in one the hotel room. Yeah, thank God I wasn't. I've never thrown up like that in my life. Like oh, I was. God. When they say projectile vomiting, like I thought it was a euphemism. Of, no, I could have been five feet away and hit the. Aren't you amazed at how much stuff comes out of you for <laughs> yeah. that long? You're like, how much does my body hold People on to? People were down in the hall. It was like, yeah, we heard you. I'm like, oh my God. Did you have dry, did you get the dry heaves? I don't, oh, Like probably. when you're just empty. Yeah, yeah. It's like I got nothing left stuff. to give here. And yeah. it was just like oh, curled up on the, on the bathroom floor. Just, ah, oh, this tile is so cool. Oh, my face. <laughs> Worst. It was so bad. It was Christmas night. 
the, oh, what happened to me. Oh. Yeah. So I could take Boxing Day off. And, um, are you into Boxing Day now? Do you have your Christmas uh, crackers? Yep. <laughs> Tim's crack- family does a proper oh, Christmas nice. Christmas dinner with the Christmas crackers. Have you taken the Christmas pudding? Yeah. And, okay. Any UK treats that you've uh, gotten addicted to? Sticky toffee pudding. Okay. That's a good one. It's so good. Um, Costa coffee? Costa coffee. I like Nando's. Nando's is good. I like Nando's. Nando's is really good. So did you go to Wagamama's? Yes. Wagamama's is great. They have a Wagamama. Where was I? Montreal? Really? Yeah. I think it would do well over here. Yeah. I think so would Nando's. It was either Montreal or Boston. Because I was just on a cruise doing both those cities. That's nuts. I remember seeing it going, oh my God, there's a Wagamama here. (laughs) They're good. They are. Yeah, it is good. About comedy, though. You know, you have comedy background. I, I find their humor different, although I've never performed there. Sometimes they need, like, permission to laugh. Because I think if we say something dark, they might, what we think is funny, they might feel sorry for us. <laughs> okay. Do you, like, if you say something horrible about yourself, you're like, oh, shock factor here in America, you might get a giggle. But over there, they're like, oh. <laughs> oh. Bless you. Uh, but... Yeah, when I've seen my American friends perform over there, if I'll go support, they, they, they get a bunch of laughs. But they're, very, they're just very polite. This, there's, there's not like, there's not like obnoxious emotion. Are they emotion. like the heckle, though? Like, or in, in some really? of the, maybe some of the rougher. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think, and if they're drinking, like. Yeah. Which is often. Yeah. <laughs> Is, uh, oh, how long were you in South Africa? Oh, South Africa. We were there for, I think, two and a half weeks. We went to Kruger National Park, which was incredible. Have you been to South Africa? Yeah. Cape Town is amazing. Yeah, we went to Cape Town. We, um, I didn't go to Kruger. I went to one Palanisburg State uh, National Park. Okay. Which is kind of up by north of Johannesburg. And did safari stuff? Yeah. When we were when we were there when we were Kruger, they asked us if we wanted to be involved in like um like this rhino darting. I don't know what it's called, but they, the poachers would sneak in at night and they were cutting off the rhinos' yeah, the horns worst. to sell to people. Yeah. Because There's hardly any left. It's horrible. Yeah. So they were trying to stop. They 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 were trying to control it and sort it and catch people so what they did was like they asked us we were staying at at one of the resorts there and they said you know if you if you want to go on this adventure today we're gonna you know we're gonna dart a rhino and put them to sleep for a few minutes and tag them or something to tag them Yeah. yeah so then you tag them and then uh so if they do if if somebody does steal their horns yeah, yeah. you could track it blah, blah, blah. so we got to be a part of that that was insane you're just oh, i would have done that like you chase so a helicopter is in the air and you're in a jeep and the jeep is chasing the helicopter in the air just following it they're looking for rhinos so then they dart the rhino and they're you know then it passes out and then you run up. And like we got to help, we got to help like the vet and stuff. So, so you have to touch it. Yeah. So it's pe- this rhinos passed out, and they're so beautiful. They are like, they're incredible creatures. So we had to pour water on them to make sure that they stayed cool during the process while they're like tagging their horn. And um, I got to put the they give them oxygen and poured them in water. So the whole time, like oxygen and water is involved. And then they're like, okay, the tagging's done. And the rhino starts to wake up, and they're like, "Get out of here!" Yeah, oh my <laughs> the rhino's waking up. So, How long did it take? Wow, not long. I'd say the rhino was probably out for ten, fifteen minutes. That's amazing. And then, yeah, they sort of drill like a, a tag in their horn. That must be so bizarre for them to be like, "What happened?" Like a night of blackout yeah. drinking. Like they got what, roofied. What happened? <laughs> Poor things, though. I know. It's for so nothing. ridiculous because people for think nothing. what they snort 
the they're horrible because they think people like think it, it's a you know like gives them a boner in the Middle for East and the Chinese you know these ancient they, they think it's like an aphrodisiac or something oh yeah yeah it's yeah great you kill bad. an entire species because you want to you know we have Viagra now you don't need to I know or just don't have sex like <laughs> cuddle yeah. cuddle it's easy. all night let me tell you how it's done to not have sex yeah um, wow that's an amazing experience yeah it was it was very it was a it was good and it was sad. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's that so it has to be done. It, this is sad that we have to do this, and I hope the rhino's okay. But I think um, Kruger was a pretty, pretty magical place where, like, the animals are are first. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they're, they seemed, I don't know, like a like a good park. Key is to spread the because I just came back from Uganda and Rwanda doing the gorilla track. Oh um, yeah, that's I when saw I was coming back. From, that's why I was. I went through London on my way back. That's why I was there. But you know, you have to convince the locals that the animal's worth more alive than because the locals are poor. Yeah, because you know, so the poachers aren't really the. You know, they're just desperate poor people. Right. You know, and so it's the people buying that you have to stop. Right. You know, I can't. I'm not for poaching, of course. But I mean, but the when guy you have to feed your family, is, yeah. Is, you know, desperate. Yeah. So it's just taking advantage of desperate people and you pay them enough. But they, they've done a good job in Uganda and, and Rwanda of like hiring, they've hired former poachers to track the gorillas when you, you know, to go look at them. Oh, wow. And they made a, you know, point of putting these guys to work because if they don't have work, that's when they go poaching. Right. You know? So you got to, as long as they're spreading the, the money out, you know, the locals are, are seeing the benefits of all this tourism and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure the guy poaching, the last thing he wants to do is run in the middle of the night and try to catch and kill yeah. a rhino. Yeah, but if someone, you know, some Somebody's Chinese gives- guy or American or whatever it is tells you you can make, you know, more money you'll ever see in a lifetime to yeah. do it, that's you the might problem. Do it. That's yeah. the problem. So where, have you, where, where haven't you gone that you want to go? What's next for you? New Zealand, I think. Oh, it's beautiful. We've talked about it. Yeah. Both of us, we've never been That's there. far for you. Yeah. That's the one place as far to get from. I mean, it's about equal for the both like, of us. Wouldn't We could either go the, stop in Japan on the way yeah. or like LA, right? You can. Uh, yeah, depending on. Yeah. Yeah. There's no easy way for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's far. That Australia and New Zealand are tough for you. Did you like it? Is it worth it? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. One of the most physically beautiful places on earth yeah but it's easy to get around i mean it's it's not a big culture shock right that's one of the reasons why i'm like i can you like to rough it if you're going from sri lanka yeah i I like to rough it a little bit yeah i like to rough it for a little bit then like stay in a nice hotel rough it i just think you you meet more people when you're yeah how did how did did, how long were you in vietnam i love vietnam did you up to hanoi or were you in saigon i'm sorry Ho Chi Minh city uh, we were in Hanoi and Halong Bay and, and Hoi An. Hoi An's, have you been to yeah, Hoi An? Yeah. We fell in love with Isn't Hoi that An. Isn't great? It's very romantic. It's on the river and there's little bridges. and It's, you know, it's touristy, but they do it in such like a, f- a fun way. They do, mm-hmm. I don't know. They do it in this very cozy way. I, yeah, we love Toyan. Did you uh, go down the coast or did you, like I did, took buses down the, uh, did, like no. the, the Trang or uh, any of those? No, we didn't. We, we, f- we flew from Cambodia to Hanoi. Okay. And then took a, like a bus to Halong Bay. So we're on a boat. For a couple of nights. Yeah, stayed on the jump boat. Yeah. That's and fun. I mean, yeah. And then I think we flew to Hoi An. We didn't do much, like, road road tripping. I love Vietnam. I've been there a couple of times. It's great. What do you think of Cambodia? I only went to Sim Reap. Yeah. So I don't really know. I never went to the capital. I never wanted to put on pen. So okay. I like to see more of it. But Sim Reap is like the, the touristy part but you got to see Angkor Wat you got to see yeah you got to go to Angkor yeah. Wat it's incredible I went we didn't we we just went to Sim Reap this time we loved it and then but I went to Phnom Penh the first year I went that's rougher right I heard that's pretty rough it, it is it it is rougher and it's yeah it's a it's a little you know like 
I don't know, but just the history of it and like yeah. that hanging. It's brutal. Heaviness. Yeah, yeah. In the whole country, that history. Oh, God. It was like an entire generation that was wiped out. Nuts. Yeah. Every every tour guide we had, the tour guides in Cambodia were lovely. They were so, they're so nice and sweet. But everyone had a story about oh, yeah. s- surviving that, surviving Pol Pot. Like a lot of them were babies and they just had these insane stories about what yeah. their parents did to keep them alive. Or they've lost, you know, all other family yeah. members. Yeah, or they're gone, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So you're a big fan of Asia. Southeast yes. Asia. You're a big fan. Big fan of Southeast Asia. Any other... So so New Zealand, where else would you want to go? Is there anything you would like want to show your husband like to convince him? Like, See what I was talking about? This is amazing. Venice, you already did that with Thailand. Venice Beach. No. Venice Beach, yeah. <laughs> you got to see this guy. He puts his name... You put your name on a grain of rice. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> No, my husband's pretty much been, he's, he's been just as many places as I have. What did he think of LA? Did he hate it? You know, bef- that's a tougher, it's not easy. Bef- he had been to LA a couple of times before he met me for work. Okay. Um, and he was like, I don't know what this place is. It's like, <laughs> it's so spread out. I don't know what yeah. the center is. Like, what is this place? Which it is. It's L.A. is so spread out, and I feel like there's 30 little cities within L.A. So, but I think when he, he's here with me, it's fun. I think L.A.'s well, fun if you know where to go and you're yeah, and you're and you have your friends. I mean, he's your friends are so yeah. important here. So I, I think usually he, tell tourists to go to San Francisco. Yeah, instead. yeah. I feel so bad for tourists on those like tourist it's awful. bus here. This is a hard place for tourists. Do not. Come you got to have a car, which they don't want to have to rent. If you don't know the traffic and when to get on the roads and when not, you're going to spend half your time uh, sitting in traffic. Um, they go to Hollywood and it's not nice. Oh, the, and it's oh, so disappointing. <laughs> They're like, Hollywood. We thought it was going to be glamorous. Now it's crappy. It's <laughs> so and unless bad. you're in the hills or over here by the ocean, it's really not that attractive. You know, it's a lot of stucco and auto body shops and crap. It's like mm, you. You need a nice person who yeah. really enjoys being here and right. can show you all the places to go and they're not just trying to rip you off and make money. Yeah. So I, th- I mean it has its nice parts, but you again, like you said, you you gotta know where to go. It's not like you just go to San Francisco and walk all day and you're like, This is great. No, yeah, you have and a train to- that goes to the airport. Are you listening, LA? <laughs> um Well what else, what's next for you? Where can we see you? Have you got new websites? You can plug anything you want. You can plug your husband's show. Um, plug your book again. We get it on Amazon. Uh, yes, yeah, sober stick figure on Amazon. Um, it's you know it's yeah. There's a UK version which is white and purple. Uh, <laughs> paperback. And the American version's bright yellow and it's hardback. You choose. <laughs> uh, my husband's show is uh, on BBC London Radio. Nine to noon UK time. What, um, what is the show about? It his show. It, it's a mix of music and interviews. So he has like usually an artist, uh, so actor, singer, songwriter on there in the interview. Then he has like a wellness bit. So he'll have somebody like in the wellness self help industry yeah. on, and a bit of news. He does like a recap of the news with somebody, and then he plays music throughout. It's really fun. That's a great gig. Yeah. Yeah, he loves it. He's really good at it. I'll trade with him. <laughs> I will do that. I will split for a while, little while. You still have an apartment here. You can come back and use it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what you can, you know, follow me on social media. I'm like on Twitter, Amber Tozer uh, and Instagram. I'm trying to make these like funny workout videos on Instagram. <laughs> or like, there's so many sincere like workout people. On right. Instagram, I did, I have seen a couple of you doing some push-ups. Yeah, but I try to crack jokes. Like I try to be a friendly <laughs> personal trainer. I'm like, get in tight with Tozer. Not sure if you've heard about this yet, but there's a new personal trainer in town. Welcome to get in tight with Tozer. <laughs> and then I do push-ups and just crack jokes about being in prison. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Throw it against the wall. <laughs> yeah. See if it sticks. Do you uh, you any shooting hoops over there? Have you got a chance? I know you like shoot some hoops. I have a couple of times, but in Tumbridge Wells, there's a 
there's Find a, a league. There's got to be a league. Yeah. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. I, I need to. I need to. I'm not. They could use a scrappy point guard over uh, there. Yeah. I need to be mo- more of a joiner. Playing some tenacious D. Tenacious D. Yeah. Chasing it down. Chasing down those loose balls. Yeah. Three pointers. <laughs> no look passes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. So any other uh, stories? You have a list there. I just wanted to make sure I remembered the name of a few things. No, I don't have any more stories. (laughs) You got nothing? I have nothing else. All right. We're ready to enjoy the beach? Yeah. All right. Well, it's great to see you again. Thanks for having me. The next time I'm over there, I'll look you up. We just missed you. It would have been good to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few days to kill. But again, you were a little outside of... Yeah, give me a few days notice and I can take the trek in. I'll see you in April. I missed April as well. The time I was there, she was here. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's like it would... We'll all get together. We'll all. All (laughs) paths go through Heathrow. Yep. They all lead through. Uh, Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Amber Tozer, everyone. Bye. Yay.